are told us we remember the miracle by lighting the Hanukkah. But also, what do we eat a lot of? A lot of latkes, a lot of sufgani oat. It's the seventh night of Hanukkah. Are you feeling latka ready still? Some people are, some people aren't. It's, and you, we've told a lot of stories already. I want to tell a story right now, but all the stories have been told. It's the seventh night. We told the story about the Maccabees being so courageous and standing up for identity. We told the story about the light lasting for eight nights when it should have only lasted for one. We have the story from the Torah this Shabbat about, about Joseph coming out of the boar, out of, out of being in prison, out of a dungeon. Well, there is this one story. Can I share it with you? It's a story about a kid named Asher. He really liked his family. They were big on latkes. And they lived in the Carpathian Mountains. They lived near a forest. They lived in a cabin. Pretty simple life. But latkes, you can make them out of potatoes and onions and, and an egg. And they had latkes every single night of Hanukkah. It was fantastic. But they got to the seventh night and his mom said, Asher, go, go get an egg from the hen house for this night of Hanukkah. And he knew they still had potatoes and onions, but he knew they were running low on eggs. And he went to the hen house and he found nothing. Shum Devar. He went back to his mother and said, well, maybe no latkes tonight. And she looked so sad when she heard there wasn't an egg. He said, but you know, I can go to, I'll go to our neighbors and I'll borrow an egg. Now, in the Carpathian Mountains, it's not like going upstairs to your neighbor. You have to walk through part of the forest and get to the next farm. And his mother said, no, that's too much, Asher. Don't do that. But he said, I'll go, I'll go. He bundled up and he thought, you know, we want to have at least latkes because they didn't have very much gelt either. What's gelt? Money, that you give money. In the old days, it wasn't chocolate. But after inflation, it is. <laughs> In the old days, it was real money, and you'd get a little gelt, and they didn't have presents. They got gelt, but the seventh night, they were out of gelt, and they were out of eggs. But he wanted to get an egg, so he went, and he bundled up, and he went out, and it was snowing, and wouldn't you know, he got a little bit lost, abyssal lost. And he didn't know where he was going. He wandered a part of the forest that didn't look familiar. And he got a little worried. It was getting dark. And then he heard a bark. It was kind of a painful bark. And he went to look and see what it was. And it was a fox that was caught in a trap. And he said, ah, oh, two of us shouldn't suffer. And Hanukkah, Hanukkah was to be joyful. And he crept up close. And he let the fox out of the trap. And normally a fox would then just run away from him, but the fox went a few steps forward and looked back at Asher. How strange, Asher thought. The fox went further along and did it again. And then Asher thought, maybe the fox is telling me to follow it. He followed the fox through the forest, and then he saw a Hanukkah in a window. He saw light, and he thought, oh, a place to stay for the night while be warm and safe. He knocked on the door of that house, and this big woman, a balabusta, opened the door and said, oh, you must be cold. She said, come in, come in, warm up, sit by the fire. And she gave him some tea, and there were two other women, balabustas. 
And they were knitting caps. And they had caps all over the place. And she gave a cap to Asher. He put it on his lap. He didn't want to wear it inside the house. And he drank the tea and he fell asleep, kind of, but not fully, because he had been told by his mother in that part of the forest, if you're met by a balabusta with a cap, she may not really be a human being. She may be a mystical person, a kind of fairy creature. He wasn't sure, so he stayed kind of awake, and he looked, and suddenly he saw other balabustas come through the fireplace, and they said, it's on. We're off to Jerusalem. What, Asher thought? Jerusalem? He'd seen pictures of it in his Bible, but he saw one of the balabustas take a cap and put it on her head, and she said, Yerushalayim, and whoosh! She went right through the chimney. Another one said the same thing, whoosh! By the time they were all gone, and he was there with some cold tea, he saw the cap on his lap. What would you do? He put it on and he said, Whoosh! He was gone and Asher was flying out of the chimney in the sky over the forest, over the mountains. It got darker and... Can you breathe in? He smelled salty air and he, he knew he was flying over the ocean. And then he saw the city of his dreams. There was Jerusalem. There were the walls of the city. It was a long time ago, so it wasn't so old. They were the Turkish walls and the Ottoman-controlled Jerusalem. There was the temple's mount. And there was a palace. And whoosh, he followed them into a palace. He was in a room like this one, but there was a chandelier up above. And there were the balabustas, and they were dancing and singing. There was all kinds of food. There was a big cake. And they got a little carried away, that little bit to drink too. And the balabustas started to swing from the chandelier. What do you think happened? The chandelier cracked. It fell on the cake. Push! Everything went. There were guards knocking on the door. They were in the sultan's palace where he was supposed to have his dinner. Knocking on the door. And the balabustas all said, we're going home. And they put on their caps and went, whoosh. And everyone disappeared. The door broke open. And Asher could not find his. Oh, he was stuck. He sat down on a chair. He didn't know it was a throne. The guards came in. The king came in. The pasha said, again, my dinner's destroyed every time this time of year, and they're gone. But one of the guards said, no, look, there's one on your throne. And they grabbed Asher, and they brought him in front of the pasha. And the pasha, was he very happy? He was pretty upset. He said, what did you do? How did you get here? Could Asher explain how he got there? He just stood there silent. He said, I bet you came to steal from me. Well, I'm going to give you something you can't eat. And he said, give him gold coins and put in his pockets and throw him into the dungeon and let him try to live off of that. We'll see how long he lasts. They were taking Asher to the dungeon. He felt the gold weighing him down. And they brought him to the door just like Joseph was going to be in the dungeon. And the guard said to him, any last wishes before you have your golden meal? And Asher said, well, can I have at least just one egg to get me by? And they said, okay. And I'd like to go with my cap on. And they handed his cap. And what happened? Whoosh! Asher was free. It was a miracle. It took him right back to his front door. And there he was. The cap went away. But his mom opened the door and said, do you have the egg? 
And Asher came in, and he said, not only do I have the egg, but I have this gift that came from the heart, I guess, from feeding the flocks. I have some guilt, too. And they couldn't believe what they saw, and the whole village had a great eighth night of Hanukkah. I so hope you will, too. Shabbat Shalom. We uh, stand for Alenu and our closing players. Please rise.